Hey everyone, it's Aspen Luzier. Before my husband jumps on board with the Brenton on Tour Coffee Podcast, I'd love to take a moment and talk a little bit about Rebel for a Change. Let's just start off the conversation by saying addiction doesn't stop because we're silent. Rebel for a Change is a nonprofit movement which empowers individuals walking alongside their loved ones battling addiction to break the silence and find community. I mean, that's huge, right? Think about the individuals who are actually suffering with substance abuse. You hear so much about their journeys, so much about their recovery, but what about their support system? What about their family members? What about me? What about even possibly you? There are so many of us who've been living in silence for far too long, and we suffer right alongside of them. So the mission of Rebel is to amplify this conversation, to allow others to realize they're not alone loving somebody in active addiction and towards recovery. But taking this conversation a bit deeper, Rebel's been given the opportunity to launch a platform in early 2020, which will allow individuals to connect with a champion who can help them along their journey and what this journey looks like and to better understand it so they don't lose sight of themselves while trying to help their loved one. If you want to hear more about what we do and how you can get involved, head over to our website, rebelforachange.com. Okay, now settle in, pour a cup of your favorite coffee, and enjoy my husband, Ray Luzier, and his buddy, Brent Fitz, on the Brenton on Tour podcast. Oh, no, I, I can't drink coffee late at night. It keeps me up. You're listening to the Brenton on Tour Coffee Cast, brought to you by things that make coffee, people who make coffee, people who love coffee, and maybe just coffee. You have no idea who he is, but he's on the search for the best coffee in the world. So pour a cup, grab a seat on the John, and maybe, just maybe, you'll stop drinking shitty coffee. It's the Brenton on Tour Coffee Cast with your host, that guy you don't know. Here's BD. Brand new KXM, brand new Tuke. You, my friends, you listeners, are going to be spoiled to death this week and potentially next week, depending on how long we take this thing. I got Ray Legere, I got Brent Fitz. Gentlemen, welcome to the Brenton on Tour podcast. How you doing? What's up? Hey, Donnelly. Hey there, Fitzy. What's up? <laughs> I love it. I can't believe we're finally getting to talk on a podcast about coffee. And even better that I'm with my dear friend, Ray, who we were just about to say we hadn't seen each other in a while, but uh, it's good yeah. to connect on a, on a podcast nonetheless. Absolutely. I th- it might have been Vegas. I was thinking about it. We were talking earlier. I think I saw you in Vegas somewhere in a lobby. Yeah, most likely. That's how yeah. it is on tour now. Hey, like none of us actually see a lot of each other in the most normal place like hey we'll go down the street from our houses for coffee no you run into someone in the yeah in the far away <laughs> places i mean um i do know brent donnelly you and i had two little run-ins we did coffee in vienna austria a couple months ago right at about 3 a.m and then i think a month before that we were both in perth australia uh and you were on two different tours at that time or were you on rod yeah. stewart i forget no i was on uh, Lauren Hill in Perth, and then I was on Rod Stewart in Vienna. So. Yeah, you're a busy guy. You're catching up to Ray and I now for your, uh, <laughs> your air miles. And for, for sure. our friend, and for our listeners who live in a hole, part of this journey that I'm on is obviously trying to find the best coffee in the world, but also 
bringing great coffee people on, whether it be baristas, whether it be, you know, coffee makers, roasters, like we had Jeremy on and I've got, you know, Tim Wendelbow coming up. There's some really great guests with great stories, but this is drummer explosion talk here, my friends. I've got two of the busiest, best drummers in the world of rock. Ray, tell our friends all the bands that you're playing with, which is probably 14 right now. How many bands are you playing with right now? We're the, we're the two best drummers on this on this call right now. <laughs> yeah, you certainly are, because the guy talking to you stopped drumming about 10 years ago. So yeah, there, you there you go. Yeah, But you are a drummer, uh, so there we go. That's so right. Three drummers. It is a drummer three, thing. Three drummers walk into a bar. Um, uh, I'm just, yeah, I, the whole drum slot thing kind of went away years ago. I, I've been really focused on corn. That's my, my main band is uh, October starts my 13th year and very fortunate and lucky to still be playing uh, at this level. You know, I'm, I'm really stoked. Brent, you know, you just got off the tour with me with um, Allison chains and that was a huge success. And I just couldn't believe the turnouts, you know, what, what a fun package. Everyone was great. No egos, attitudes, you know, none of that. It was just great rock every night. And um, I have a side band called KXM with Doug Pinnock and George Lynch, which I'm, I'm such big fans of both of theirs. And we're on our third record right now called Circle of Dolls. And Corn the Nothing just came out and KXM Circle of Dolls. I'm very happy with both those releases. It's been a pleasure being out there on tour and watching you play every day, buddy. It's been a real blast. And uh, I realized that I, I got out of the drumming game at the perfect time because holy shit. Oh, it was come. great watching you bring the metal every night. Fitzy. Tell the world what's going on, man. Well, let's just back up quick. I watch Ray's Instagram every day for his live, awesome, is it Go? How do you film? GoPro <laughs> or something behind the kit? It's the best. And I actually yeah. was talking to the Sabian guys the other day. I go, fuck, Ray's, you know, Instagram is so awesome to watch because it's just such a big, exciting spectacle. <laughs> that Those songs and, you know, the kit looks awesome and sounds awesome. And so. Uh, thanks, man. It's like my drum porn of the day. I wake up and I'm on Instagram and I'm like, hey, what's Ray, where, where's Ray today? So awesome. <laughs> no, it's, it's just GoPro stuff and it's sometimes just straight up iPhone. I'm not, not fancy at all, you know. No, it looks awesome. Thank you. Love it. Yeah. Hey, uh, drummers, we're always inspired by each other. I find yeah, absolutely. That very, it's a kindred spirit and drummers are, you know, we always seem to feed off each other. And I can't speak yeah. for you know, sometimes guitar players or singers, but, uh, you know, I'm definitely a drummer. I'm a musician, but a drummer, you know, by design and, and, uh, seems like we all, you know, it's, it's just great to, to always have that, that same kind of spirit. You're a, you're a way better guitar player than I am though, as a drummer. <laughs> well, you know, I did start out on piano and, and melody instruments and I defaulted into drums basically because of in the neighborhood, everybody played guitar and we were all into Kiss, you know, yeah. it was in the late 70s. And it was the band that everyone wanted to mimic. But there was so many, everyone wanted to, you know, spit blood and be Paul Stanley and Ace Fraley. And I was like, well, I guess I'll, you know, someone's got to brown out the band. And I always yeah. loved Peter Chris too. But so I just became a drummer by design of the neighborhood, you know, like, okay, Brent's the drummer in the Kiss tribute band. So <laughs> here we yeah. are like 30, 40 years later and I'm I, I'm still the drummer. But yeah, I'm, <laughs> I, I've been playing bass most recently with Took, my other band. So a lot of people just in the last little while are looking at internet stuff and, and hearing the new song and they're like, well, wait a minute, Brent, you're, you're not the drummer in the band? I just saw you with Slash on tour. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm freaking, I'm the bass player. And I think that's so rad because Shane Gallus is a really good buddy of mine. He was kind of a student of mine at MI, although he taught me as much as I taught him. But uh, I saw the you and him standing in a photo and I'm like, wait a minute, 
Why is it they have a double drumming thing? <laughs> you ran. What's up with that? You know that Shane had to fill in for me recently because I had a detached retina on the yes. last couple of weeks. And it was so great that, well, I just, you know, the call came into Shane, who's in my other band. And it's like, you know how it is. The apple never falls from the tree. And yeah. next thing you know, Shane's out playing with Slash, filling in and doing an awesome job too. So totally. see, again, kindred spirits, all drummers looking out for each other. And, and Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah mo- most of us don't have the whole ego attitudes thing going on. I don't know what's up. I mean, I don't know. We're just, we're more of like a drumming brother community, you know? Yeah, no, it's it's pretty obvious. By the way, so um, I... I haven't tried the corn coffee yet, but I know yeah. I, I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need to check out some uh, some uh, some Java. Absolutely, yeah, I'm so, I'm so happy with it. And, and uh, Brent uh, did a, a just a, a not too long ago um, with our partner. He did a, a podcast with Jeremy Gersey, and he just man, he really did a, such a great job with it. And you know how it is. A lot of people have coffee companies and wine companies, and even whiskey and whatever, but. It's it's to get the right kind of bean, and especially when you're coffee freaks like we are, it, it takes a certain certain special uh, prospects involved. And man, Jeremy really did a good job. Yeah, I just googled and was reading up on a whole bunch of stuff yesterday from him because I had just seen the connection. And I thought, well, obviously this guy knows his stuff, and then I realized he's been doing this for a long time and has a whole connection to. Now, is all your stuff based in L.A.? Is that where all the the well, roasting and, and his stuff is, is based No, he's actually got a big old roasting facility in Vegas. Um, and that's his main hub. Um, but he spends a lot of time in L.A. And the guy was uh, Tom Cruise's per- personal barista for over a decade. I mean, like you say Amazing. to yourself, yeah, how could you be someone that bigs, you know, making him coffee and smoothies? But that's how good the guy is, you know, and Cameron Diaz. And he's got a bunch of people on his roster. But uh, so basically our- you you have your own barista now. <laughs> yeah yeah totally yeah but um it, it was but, me it was me for at least 10 shows because hey, i got the lever i got the lever presso and we started making espressos out of, nice. uh, out of corn coffee so it was fun yeah brett would hit me up like any time hey man you want some I'm like dude you don't even have to ask just just bring it on he's like well you got a show in two hours i'm like that's fine i need it even more now <laughs> so hey uh when you get up in the morning and you start your day are you doing coffee in a hotel room before you even leave the hotel room or are you like you go to it do you what's your like daily routine well and it's 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 kind of, you know brent was helping me out like he would text me like hey three blocks from the hotel we stayed in the same uh, hotels a lot and he would was nice enough to say hey come to this one and i was so busy on this past tour doing you know promoting two records and just stuff at home and skyping kids and whatever but um i do like to uh, go to the local places and really check them out you know you'll rarely catch me at a at a, at a Starbucks or a, you know, um, anything like that. I love checking out local. So, but I, if it's, if it's a decent coffee, like there's some places have coffee bean pods and stuff like that. I'll, I'll make a, cu- a cup just to get me going, you know, just cause I need that smell and I need the taste of it. You know, I think the best scenario is not so much when we're in America, but over in Europe, when they have those oh. espresso machines already in the room, it's a little yes. more, it's geared for us coffee guys. And and I find that in America, I'm, I put on, I get Yelp going on my phone and I'm just, I'm out the door and I try to find the closest, best looking reviewed. And I look for, you know, what, oh, they have a La Marzocco machine or they got a Seneso and I, and I beeline it for that place. But yeah, Europe is is way better for coffee or Australia or, you know, Japan. Most of those places are are dialed in. Yeah. We still need to get it together over here. Help us out, Brent. (laughs) There's a new, there's a new machine that I'm discovering everywhere. It's called the Slayer. I don't know if it's new, but I'm seeing it everywhere. And Slayer is coming on 
uh, it's coming on strong. I just, I'm in Jacksonville right now and I've been doing a coffee tour all day. Uh, I got uh, brought over to a place called Flamingo and they insisted that I try out this espresso at their place, which is a Slayer machine. And it was amazing. Nice. So backing up a little bit, Fitzy was the first real major coffee guy that I met. And uh, then you were telling me, you know, hey, you always want to go into and, and check out their espresso machine because then you know that the owner loves coffee and that they're investing <laughs> in it and the whole thing. And so now I'm finding that I'm researching the cafe, sure, but then I'm also poking around to see what they're working on for gear. And I'm finding that that's part of the journey now. It's going like, oh, they got a shit machine. So they just clearly just threw it up thinking people will drink anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> or God forbid they have something that has pr- buttons you press that says latte. You know, it's just those are the worst, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I found that just going to enough places, I started to see the 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 similarities of like the places I like the most. Oh, seems like there's always a La Marzocco machine. That's the wording I'm seeing in front of me as I'm waiting for my cup. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, good. And then I actually got a little, I have to admit, my education, I mean, I've probably been into and into being like seriously uh, researching and traveling the world with you know intent to to um discover more things about the beans and the and you know and people and different places and countries it's been over a decade but it hasn't been my entire life because growing up where i'm from in small town canada we drank filtered coffee actually it started with going to my grandparents place and we would drink instant like sanka or something with tons of milk and sugar and that you know that was my introduction to coffee but i always liked the culture and the idea of socially drinking coffee at a coffee shop and, you know, you spend enough hours and I'm sure you did Ray growing up, you know, in, uh, I don't, where are you from again? Uh, a really small town outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And you probably drank brewed coffee in a small, you know, it, it was, it was Maxwell house at best. Yeah. And that's just <laughs> what we, we grew up on. And maybe that's, you know, from our, you know, when in, in those days, you know, it's a little more common now to have better coffee shops available and stuff. But in my growing up, it was very simple. And then as I started to expand by having the, the luxury of going to travel and play in different countries and continents and go experience things, you know, just food and coffee and everything, then it be kind of I just started to realize, you know, hey, you go to Italy a few times and you realize, oh, it's next level here or Australia. Yeah. And then I started to educate myself, but it didn't really happen just by being in the States or something touring in Canada. Once once I started to travel the planet a bit more and and have that, you know, that special chance to do that. And and now I'm just kind of like I'm not a highbrow coffee expert by any means. And actually, I, I the the way I got really educated fast because I was ordering latte after latte after latte. And Derek Sharp, the uh, is my coffee guru, and he sings. Uh, he's the singer in the Guess Who, and he's not the original singer, but he's a dear friend of mine from Toronto. And he has a La Marzocco machine in his kitchen and he has educated me more than anybody on the planet and he he started to tell me he goes why are you having lattes all the time actually the reason he he um we start we did some touring together and that was it we were on these coffee quests and he started to tell me about he goes you should try a cortado and i was like well i don't know what a cortado is and the second i got hip to the cortado it changed my palate and my whole idea of experiencing coffee because i always thought espresso was a bit uh, harsh, like, you know, like I always wanted to, you know, color it a little bit with, uh, some milk and a, and a latte. I was always cool with not drinking it with sugar, 
But then I switched to the Cortado and I was like, that's my benchmark now. So he, he got me into the Cortado thinking and I go to every coffee shop now with the intent of like, well, if I'm, if I get them to make me a Cortado, I should be able to get through and, you know, really decide if, if, you know, Hey, if this was a good, a good experience, you know, good. You should, uh, you should explain that to the people that might not know what that is. You mean the Cortado and what it is? Well, it's like, it's basically a one-to-one as much espresso as there is milk. So it's a smaller drink. It's a lot, it's a very much, you know, it's like a shot. It can often come in a shot glass and Mm -hmm. the amount of coffee, it's strong, but, and some people might want to add sugar, but I've trained myself to get off sugar and enjoy coffee just for its, you know, its, its true form. And sometimes I'll enjoy just an espresso. You know, if I go to Starbucks, you know what I'll have, I'll have a dopio espresso. You know, if I'm running through the airport and I'm kind of like, I'm not going to have that venti, uh, you know, double shot latte thing. That's just a, it's a milk drink. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a milk drink. Agreed. So, yeah. Hey, where do you live in? Uh, do you, have you ever been to eighth and roast in Nashville? Yes. Right? Uh, I'm down in Franklin. So I'm a little bit South, but I do go into the, um, city quite a bit. And there's, there's a lot of bean shops opening up now, um, in the last couple of years. Um, I have been to that. It's really good. Um, yeah, there's definitely some places, um, too many people are moving here now. So things are popping up everywhere. <laughs> so Ray, what's your coffee, like daily coffee journey? Like Brent, you know, what are you guys, are, are you waking up? And I know Brent, you, you asked him about waking up and going to, you know, starting your day with it, but on your days off, are you looking at, are you researching like I am? I'm trying to find the best coffee places in the world. Are you guys doing the same on, or is it sort of like, whatever's there we're going to do, or are you making it part of your routine? Like, cause I know yeah, Brent, you uh, are, yeah. I know Todd touched on it in his interview. So I definitely will go venture out and I'll get a, a um, either a runner at the venue to take me somewhere. Or, you know, I, I always ask the locals at the hotel concierge or somewhere to, to, to find out um, like, like Fitz, you was saying before in Europe, you don't have to look far. I mean, there's your, your hotel lobby coffee will blow away most American uh, <laughs> coffees, but uh I definitely um, uh, am searching for that. You know, um, I found that like, you know, Corn's fortunate enough to stay in some nice hotels and the, the, a lot of times the bean there is, is, is straight up pretty good. You know, I'll start off, I'll test the bean getting an espresso. I can tell a lot just by taking a sip of whatever the, the bean is. And that's, that'll tell me if I'm going back there or not, you know, kind of thing. But um, yeah, but I'll I'll definitely Google and and um, I don't probably don't get into as much as you do, um, Brent. But it's you you know I'm definitely um, oh, I keep forgetting you guys are both named Brent. So when I address that, it seems like uh, well, I'll I say know. Fitz Fitz and Donnelly from now on. It's there like the, the law firm of Fitz and Donnelly. Uh, but what about Don't you? Great copy. But what about yeah. <laughs> hey hey Ray? So but you guys are ahead of me. Like you're in the business of coffee. I'm in the business of right now enjoying and and you know. I'm, well, you guys yeah. are actually selling coffee and you know. So that's a and whole that's, other thing. Is it, that it, going it, on on tour? Are people able to buy? Like if I went to the show, am I buying coffee there or do I buy yes. it online? Or wow. Yes, we will trip you until you buy a, a dark. Now, um, yeah, we definitely sell them at the venues and um, we're selling them online. You know, it's that whole thing where we're pretty new at it. So we're still, we sold quite a, like a bunch of bags. I, I don't want to give the numbers out, but we're, I'm pretty impressed with how we're doing with just fan responses and online, you know, on the corn website, um, yeah, there's a, um, you can go to cornwebstore.com and buy it there. And we just released a brand new blend called wired 
corn wired blend and it kind of takes off from the theme of the nothing record with the the dude hanging there in the strings you, if you look at the the, the wired coffee bag it looks just like that it's my absolute favorite blend right now i mean i'm not just saying that because i'm part of the company it is it blew blew me away like one of the first time that our partner jeremy gersey uh brought it to us and he really takes his time you know you're asking me if i'm educated on the i don't i'll be honest i don't know a ton i know that i love you know what i love kind of thing but uh, Jeremy is a guy that gets really scientific with it. And, and, you know, his whole, our whole thing about our beans is the beans that are roasted are, they never hit the basin of the, uh, of the roaster. So a lot of that burnt taste you taste at some coffee places is because of that. It's the, the beans sit on the, the roaster and some people like that taste. I mean, people are so used to Starbucks now and it's when you taste someone like he's so artistic and creative, uh, Jeremy Gersey that, when you taste his beans and you taste his his coffee, you're just like your eyes cross. It's so amazing. You're like, why is this so good? And he's like, if you just take a little pride in what you do and really focus in on what beans you're blending and how you're roasting them, and if you just take the time, that's how you get amazing results. And it takes a shoddy coffee company to a extremely high end one, you know. So I'm really happy we partnered with him because. Me and Monkey are basically the big coffee drinkers. Fieldy will have a little bit here and there. Head hates coffee. John can't stand it. <laughs> so it's kind of funny because we're at the the tasting for the first round in Vegas, and Head would be there for the interviews, and he'd go running outside. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I had to get some fresh air, man. It smells like coffee in here. I'm like, oh, I love the smell of coffee. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Ve- <laughs> Fitzy, they're set up in Vegas, so I got to make sure you get over there and see Jer because um, I told him about you guys living there. And, yeah, yeah. And, he, and he's all about uh, having you guys in to check out what he's doing over there, which is really cool. And it's a really great style of, as Ray said, it's a great uh, method of roasting that's also um, you know, really great for the environment, too. Yeah, totally. Full bloom. Yep. So it sounds like a a corn wired blend with a lever presso. Sounds like Uh, a a yes, yes. And I just made a French press this morning of it, and I haven't done that yet with the new blend. And I was pretty blown away because I, I just made the straight up uh, coffee pot in the the last couple days. I've been off tour, and I'm like, wow, I'm I'm impressed with that. So I'm going to French press it, and then um, um, I want to, you know, that we're trying to the big thing these days is the Keurig and, and it's kind of a, <laughs> to someone like Jeremy, that's high end like that. He's like, don't insult me with your Keurig things. And I know, uh, but I know. unfortunately in doctor's offices, dentists, everywhere you go, there's a Keurig machine sitting there in the lobby. Yeah. What people do, it takes eight seconds to make yourself a cup. And that's, so, you know, we're getting beat up a lot about that lately. Um, if we're going to go that format, I don't know that it will, but well, and again, Keurig is very popular in America but yep. not so much when you go to the rest of the world. So I get it. I mean, and, uh, and I, I actually have, I have made many Keurigs <laughs> coffees in my time at studios and whatnot. Sure. And sure. But um, I love telling people 
if you know they the um the average person who might not even care about you know coffee specific specifically but i say hey if you're gonna actually be at home and instead of brewing it with a you know a regular mr coffee type pot with a with a filter i, I always tell people you should just go buy the 20 dollar you know, Target, go to get a coffee bottom, you know, one of those just, you know, a French press and you'll be so happy. And they're like, really? French press? I'm like, yeah, it's funny how that's not as common because, you know, we always put a French press on our rider um, for like, we'll have like, if there's brewed coffee thing, they'll be there uh, backstage. Like I've been out the last year uh, with Slash and every day I see there's a there's always a French press there. So somebody was nice enough. Maybe I requested it a while ago. Hey, can you have a French press backstage? But yeah. that's always great. It's just, you know, you've got a, some boil some water, a kettle. That's not hard to get with a nice, you know, already ground. And if you can grind your beans at home, even with a better grinder, then, you know, don't buy that crappy $50 grinder. Buy the, you know, the Encore, uh, you know, $200 item and, and you're in you're in the game. And just with a with a French press and, and you're good, you know, get some good beans and then just, you know, grind them, get whole beans and then grind them up right before you, you put them in your French press. And, and that's better than anything really. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. It's, it's definitely, uh, I need to do that on our rider cause, uh, we just have a juicer on there right now. I need just, I need that's, you just uh, gave me a good tip for the next tour. <laughs> yeah. I think every band yeah, should have a French press and a kettle and then yeah. ask for some local beans or something that are either, you know, if they have to be pre-ground fine, cause you're not going to necessarily going to be able to grind them backstage with a good grinder unless they yeah. have access. But that to me is like the best thing. And, and it's great. Cause I've been poaching all these great uh, little bags of coffee if they don't get used. And I put them in my road case. And then after a run of dates, I, uh, I I go to go home and I'm like, man, I just got a whole bunch of beans. Like I had this massive, one of my dear friends from Italy uh, brought me some stuff that was, you know, freshly ground from Verona. That was one of our last oh. shows a couple months ago. And I'm, I'm, that's what I'm using at home here right now is like, these beans are just beautiful and heaven. And, uh, so rich and, and just flavorful. And uh, so I'm at home here and I'm just French pressing. That's it. I'm Very just good. having my own party at home here. And I haven't had to actually go down the street to any of the great, my favorite, like, you know, local coffee shops. Cause I've been just brewing coffee at home. Yeah. Actually trying to change from, you know, cause I've been around the world as are you, you know, in all these places. I know Brent Donald, you've already been to three places today. <laughs> I get it. I, but I'm kind I'm of digging it home. Caffeinated. I'm absolutely caffeinated. And actually, the funny part is, right, you were mentioning Maxwell House. Jacksonville is the home of Maxwell House. Ah, Amazing. So, how about that? So, there's all <laughs> that going on. And the guys that I was with today were like, hey, we got to try to get you a tour over at Maxwell House. And I'm like, all right, well, then let's, <laughs> let's just add that to the list, I guess, of things to do. You're, you're um, putting Maxwell House in the Chemex and, and uh, French press. And- <laughs> right. And which is crazy. Now, have you guys ever, I know it's been a while since you guys have spoken, like as far as, but have you crossed over on gigs this year at all? Or have you, or have you guys sort of like, no. you know, you're, Fitzy, you're playing Friday, Ray, Ray, you're playing Saturday or something like that. Or have you guys really yeah, just kind of like crossing? It, it, that's unfortunate. Like there, I remember a couple of years ago, Fitz, there, there was a show that when I was, we were pulling up that you guys were on stage. Cause I remember hearing this, it was it was right in the middle of Sweet Child of Mine. I'm thinking, who is killing that? Because it sounds amazing, and of, and of course, you know your your singer is one of the best out there. And and uh, I just remember going, I didn't know they were playing today, and I ran over and caught like the last three songs. But that every once in a while that'll happen on a festival or something. But um, we we haven't toured together. No, no, no. And, but the festivals are great. And Brent, you've been over now to the to the European festivals, right? 
and seen, um, or if you haven't, like Ray and I have just well, it's proper. You know, it's proper. It's proper rock, my friends. Yeah, it's I mean, and they do rock. have them in the states, but the European festivals are just next level. Oh, yeah. And you know, there's and and when the funny thing is, you do a festival, and then two days later, you end up in another country at another festival, and you're like, oh, high five, how's it going? You <laughs> see each other oh. backstage again, you know, and yeah. then you get to play to like anywhere from fifty thousand to a hundred and something yeah. thousand people at these amazing European festivals, and. Uh, and uh, yeah, it just sort of depends on what bands are touring that, you know, cycle on their records. And so we just did an album cycle and you guys have been on one and we just didn't end up like our summer festival dates didn't, I guess just we weren't on the same festivals or the same days or something. And right. it's just, that's just the way it is. So the way uh, it goes. I mean, it, yeah, there's, I mean, we did that sound waves thing in Australia a few years back and, right. and oh, you yeah, know, that was yeah. yeah, and there was a, there was like a neighbor of mine. Uh, I lived in L.A. I guess it's five years ago because I've been in Nashville for five years now. But that I saw a neighbor of mine uh, there on all those shows that I never see in L.A. because you just you know L.A. you don't see anyone. So it's like all of a sudden you're on these festivals and that's it's like a big family reunion because you see all your buds. It's awesome. Yeah, no, it is awesome. And speaking of, you said Australia. So I, when people ask me about coffee and like, where's the best coffee in the world? I don't even hesitate. My answer is always Australia. Yeah. And I mean, as, as far as a culture and the entire nation, the entire, the, like, doesn't matter if you go to a, you know, in the airport, in a restaurant, or just a, a quick little kiosk, it's always good. And everybody yeah. knows how to make a good coffee there. If it's a flat white or a, a long black or, you know, even Starbucks has incorporated the flat white into their menu, which is, you know, from that part of the world. And uh, I just, I always ask, you know, people in coffee shops, not that I'm quizzing them or something, but I'm like, you know, like a lot of people think, well, it's got to be Italy. That's the best, you know, that they must yeah. know their coffee. And yes, they do. But uh, in my experiences down there, that's like Melbourne, is my my coffee city? That's my top spot in the world, and and you know it's up for debate, but I'll I'll say that that place is my uh, favorite. That's I'm I'm with you on that. I'll definitely it's definitely in my top. Um, I, I'm I love there's something I go to Japan more than any other country. I've been there probably 35, 36 times, um, only because I I teach at music schools over there and I tour a lot, and so I for a while there I was going three times a year, so I really really got to know many. Play, I felt like a local there after, you know, that's definitely one of my uh, top places. We just played it in Turkey about two years ago, and that made my eyes cross. I've never, you know, you always hear about Turkish coffee, but oh my gosh, I um, love it. Oh, oh my God, dude. I was like, literally like, I, I just stood still for like a good 30 seconds. Like what just happened to my brain? Because that what I just tasted. So that was that it takes a lot to make me do that from all the coffees throughout the world, you know, so that those are definitely my top two, I'd say, you know, with Australia. Yeah, I agree. Any sort of Mediterranean countries where you can get a, you know, just a, a strain of a Turkish version, you know, like, you know, in the little cup, the little pot that they serve it in. And, and usually it's pretty sweet, but uh, yes, you can sometimes get it cut with half the sweetener in it. But I like anything, you know, that's, I can't, if it's not going to like make my, make me cry, <laughs> I can't drink. I don't like weak coffee. I love yeah. Cuban coffee. I love like, and you know, Japan, it's pretty, it's pretty strong. You know, it's good. It's yes. like the intention is, you know, you're, you're, you're going to get, uh, 
you know, it's going to wake you up. And, and I drink coffee all day long. So I'm not really particular about like, yes, I drink coffee in the morning. And it's just my go to to before I even make a sentence. But, you know, later in the day, I always enjoy coffee. And even later at night, I have no problem with it. And, and uh, so I, I love drinking coffee in different places. Like I'm not, a, maybe I'm crazy, but I'll drink a, a Turkish coffee at like 10 at night and, and <laughs> deal with the consequences. Okay, okay, you're nuts. Because I have, I'm a mass insomnia. Like I've, I've, I've have really bad insomnia so and i don't know if it's the caffeine or what i just don't sleep or i sleep in like one or two hour increments and i get up and it's really annoying lifestyle but that's so i i try not to drink coffee past six just in case that's part of the culprit unless you, know? you walk past my office right <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> you walk past my office it's but, like you ever see that uh it's like that scene like you walk past the office and then you kind of go you walk past and then like eight seconds later you kind of walk back and then peek in going what's going on in here and then I, i'm like all right i guess i'm breaking the lever press away and here we go it never fails too donnelly's always like every time i pass your office it's always like no matter what morning noon or night you know it's it's like you're like hey hey ray hey have you tried this one check this out hey check this and it's like you'll be like in the middle of doing all this business corporate stuff and all of a sudden it's like no 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 this, this is really important, this bean right here. Check out what I'm doing. And you you should explain what you made with the, the cup thing in the in catering. What the heck was that all about? You know what I'm talking well, about? There was, there was uh, well, I was traveling with the lever presso. I had, so I was making like the portable espressos. I also had an AeroPress so I'm traveling with. Yeah. Uh, which I was making. I think that's what you're referring to. Um, so Fitzy knows about the Tim Wendelboe place in Oslo, Norway, which is renowned as like the top AeroPress cafe in the world. Which I recently got to attend and go to, thanks to (laughs) Brent Donnelly. It's the best. (laughs) This is insanity, by the way, Fitz, because you were the coffee guy, but here we are uh, directing you around the world. But it's the AeroPress, which is, you know, basically people feel it's one of the things that makes one of the best coffees in the world. And you can make it any style. I learned how to make an espresso inside of it. Uh, with one of those old spice jars we were I was experimenting around but one of the first days that I had we had a new shipment of corn coffee and I think it was in West Palm Florida actually Ray yeah um I actually was making the corn coffee with the with the AeroPress and so Ray was just sitting down <laughs> visiting with his friends and whatever it was and I was just kept dropping cups of coffee in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So I don't know if you, I don't know if you had a click track going that night, but I'm pretty sure you blew it out. <laughs> uh, we just kept blowing coffee out, like you know, th- th- just giving him coffee. All you know, just try this one and try this one, and yeah. And then like you know, head would come over and he'd be like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Well, I'm making AeroPress." He's yeah. like, "Oh, if I loved," he goes, "If I loved coffee, I'd have some, but just give it to Ray." So yeah. I gave it to Ray. So Ray just kept getting the AeroPress all the time. And, and it was just a funny gag. And then it would suck because, you know, if I had actual work to do, I'd be in the process of making the AeroPress and then, Oh, can I have one? Oh, can I have one? And then it just started. You yeah. Know, uh, yeah. I still, I still don't get the whole thing of people that don't like coffee at all. Or that, you know, like, I don't really understand it, but then again, that's everyone's got their own taste. And uh, I'm one of those weirdos. that's never done a drug in my life. I never really got that either. So I, you know, me but, too, Ray, you know, hey, I, I, I Maybe we're rare, but the thing is, coffee is promoting good rock and roll because it's it's you know it's a positive yeah. uh, stimulant. And to me, it's like you know you want to have an exciting rock and roll concert, and to me, having a coffee before a show is is a perfectly good excuse to have a good show. <laughs> so I make sure I have a coffee. Don't do drugs, kids. Just drink coffee. That's right. 
great chat with these guys. They gave me an hour, and we've had to break it up into two parts. So make sure you join me next week. Huge thanks to Ray's wife, Aspen, for coming on board at the beginning and speaking about Rebel for a Change. Make sure you check it out online. Make sure you keep sharing, liking, all the things you got to do when yourself a brand new Lever Presso. Just two weeks left. I'm going to announce it in episode 11. Until next week, my friends, thanks for joining me. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundal from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's take this outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca.